My name is Eric, I'm your host, and this is episode 4, How to Lose 175 Pounds, with my good friend, Lennon McCarthy. So, I initially met Lennon back in 2015, when I was working at the Big Box Gym. He was one of the other trainers that were on staff, and uh, real quickly I learned who had the wealth of knowledge and who didn't. Lennon was definitely one of those guys, and he was also never too short on time to, you know, help me out or answer questions that I had or or give me some advice that has definitely helped me quite a bit along the way. Now, as I got to know Lennon a little bit more, I found out more about him and his story, and he has had a phenomenal fitness change, not only his body and his physical appearance, but it's also changed pretty much his life's course to where he's at right now. As of the date of the podcast, he was down 175 pounds, and I'm sure he's just going to keep on going. And anyways, I'm not going to really go into it too much more because Lennon is a great storyteller and a wealth of fitness knowledge. So he has some great opinions on the industry and where we're at. And, uh, you know, really, nobody knows better than him. You just got to kind of do it, get it done. And uh, this is his story. So without further ado... How to lose 175 pounds with my good friend, Lennon McCarthy. Mr. Lennon McCarthy, how are you, my friend? It's been a long time. Yes, it has, man. I'm doing, uh, I'm doing real well overall. How are you doing, brother? I'm pretty good, you know, Pura Vida, living the life. So- Pura Vida. <laughs> I, I sat down, you know, when I was thinking about this podcast, man, and I can't um, stop thinking about you. I know we've been trying to do this for a while. Um, yeah. you, you have an amazing story that I can't wait to share with people, especially people that are just getting into fitness, may not have been anything in their life. And uh, you've always been an inspiration since I met you back at the old uh, big box gym, 2015. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, would would love to uh, just kind of pick your brain for a little bit, man, and hear your story, and hopefully we can uh, inspire some people to follow in your shoes. I love it, man. I'm all for it. Uh, absolutely. You know, from our days way back, that uh, you know, that's what we're, one of the biggest things that we're both all about is just empowering and inspiring others um, to live, you know, their best lives, whatever that whatever that may be for them. So I'm very happy, very fortunate, man. Grateful for you to have me on. Thank you, brother. Right on. Well, let's uh, let's get back into this. Um, I met you in, in 2015, we were, we were grinding it out at the big box gym. I, I personally loved my time there, dude, because being around all, uh, the mentors I had, you know, how many people at that gym were just ridiculously overflowing with knowledge that they were just willing to share with us. So, um, you know, one of those people for me was you, I remember, uh, hanging out on the gym, you'd be shooting in, in your cool down, shooting around some hoops and just dropping the fitness bombs on me. So, um, what, uh, what turns you to a life of fitness, man? What, what made you want to go out there and change people's lives? Let's, let's get your backstory. Cause it's, it's pretty interesting. 
Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, first, you know, you're absolutely right about that time at 24 hour fitness, oh, the big box gym. I don't know if I was supposed to name drop. Sorry about that. Um, met some incredible people, right. That have, uh, definitely helped me through this whole entire process to get to where I am now. And I think that's a super good segue kind of into the backstory. And then ultimately, um, it was people helping me that kind of got me there. So, um, let's see, let's, let's, let's take it way back to like, I don't know, like middle school, high school. All right. I was, uh, I don't know. I was definitely a chubby kid. And as I kind of got older and older, um, I kind of became a fat kid, I would say. Um, you know, I was very interested in sports, basketball, football. So I, I was very active, um, but I just never really ate well. And, you know, my, my parents at the time didn't know, you know, nearly what, what they know now, what most of us know now. Well, I don't know most of us, but what us, uh, you know, in the health industry know now, the importance of eating and that kind of thing. Um, slowly but surely, as I got bigger, I became less and less active. And, you know, by the time I graduated high school, I was weighing, you know, upwards of 220, 230 pounds, somewhere in there. Um, and, you know, I was just kind of well, one of the fat kids at school. Okay. You know, that being said, I went away to college, went up to a, a college up in the north, northern part of Colorado in a town called Greeley. Um, there is kind of when things really, I, I would say, uh, started to go left or go south or go downhill, um, you know, as you will, if you will. Um, so let's see here. I get to Greeley. I'm living in the dorms, right? And it's that dorm freshman life. They call it the freshman 15. I oh, somehow yeah. probably gained like the, the freshman 50, I think. Um, wow. wow. You know, I, yeah, absolutely. It, it was not good. I was eating the crap uh, food that they provided, which, you know, that could be a whole nother conversation of the, the food that we're providing for people in di different areas. But, um, you know, and then the easy access to cheap food, to being lazy, to, um, alcohol and to partying um you know i really kind of went the wrong way i started to not go to school spending most of my time um you know really just partying or eating um my sleep schedule was not good and i really wasn't doing anything um super beneficial on top of that what was even worse is i was basically lying to my parents we kind of had a, a deal that if i maintained a job um, I got, you know, I think it was D's, like a 3.0 or up that they would um, help pay for school. And so that, that was our deal. Well, you know, I started to fail out of school. I uh, wasn't, wasn't maintaining jobs, continuing lying, lying to them. That eventually caught up with me as well. Um, and so I guess, you know, you can kind of see how this, I don't know if you can see, but, you know, this has a, it wears on you uh, psychologically as well. Absolutely. And you start kind of. Yeah, and you start seeing, man, all these behaviors that I'm doing and the lying to my, you know, to, to my parents and the not going to school and eating and drinking and being lazy. Um, you know, all these things were like just reflecting as like a physical manifestation or like um, my, my obeseness was a physical manifestation that, that reflected all the, you know, horrible life decisions I was making. Um, you know, I was doing stuff that I wasn't raised like that. I was raised to do better, make better decisions. Um, but at the same time, you're 18, 19, 20, you know, you're in college, you, you have no rules anymore. So a lot of that stuff, unfortunately, kind of goes out the window, um, at least to some extent. And I ended up really just one day, uh, the kind of hard truth about it was, man, I got out of the shower and I was looking in the mirror and I was butt ass naked. And I was like, what the? Can I cuss on here or no? No cussing. <laughs> we'll, we'll try and keep it clean for the mass. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I was like, what the heck? Uh, what, what are you doing? Like, look at how you look. 
look at how you feel, look at the behavior. So just like the whole process of seeing it and feeling it, I just, like I broke down, you know, um, legitimately broke down. And that was kind of an uh, epiphany moment in a sense. Um, you know, shortly thereafter, I realized a lot of stuff had to change. I was living up in Greeley. I'd failed out of school. Um, I knew that one of the things I really wanted to do was get a degree for my own self. Um, you know, when I did go to college, I was like, that's a goal I set. And I still wanted that. So that was part of the process. But ultimately, ultimately it was like this, man, there's literally nothing go good going on for me up here in Greeley. Um, I need to get out of here. I need to get away from certain people and I just need to kind of start anew. And what's interesting is, you know, you can't run from your problems, obviously. Right. But for me, it was like a, a kickstart for, for a change. Um, I think I was 21 or 22 when that happened. And at that time, um, I had gotten up to about 350, 360 pounds, um, somewhere in there and just was miserable on so many levels, you know, um, had, had no, no romantic life, had, you know, no real, no real self-esteem, no confidence, um, was putting on a big facade for a lot of people. Like life was good and life was happy and trying to embrace being the fat guy. Um, you know, laugh it off, those kind of things. But really inside, I was very sad, very miserable. Um, you know, lots of crying to myself, lots of being down and depressed um, and not, you know, not knowing how to deal with it necessarily. So th that's kind of the, the point that I got to where I was like, man, I got to, I got to make a change. So I, I picked up and I, I moved to Denver. Um, once I, once I got to Denver, I want to say that was 2002, 2003. Um, somewhere in there, I'm not remembering my apologies, but right around there, I was about 22 years old. Um, you know, the next part of it was like, I got to exercise. I know that that's part of this. So I went to a 20, uh, to a big box gym and uh, uh, walked in and was like, I need a trainer. Um, I was uh, given a trainer. Her name was Mindy. She's awesome. But we're still really good friends to this day. Um, and I slowly but surely started to learn about nutrition, started to learn about really exercise and the importance of kind of putting good things into your body, um, as well as, you know, keeping it moving slowly, but surely magic as you kind of do that and commit to it and start to change your lifestyle behaviors. As you and I both know, that's, that's like the ultimate key to it all, right. Is you know, your behavior, um, weight started coming off, started seeing the benefits of that. I liked how I looked more. I got back to playing basketball and being more active. Um, I was actually getting a little bit of attention from ladies, all things like that, that were like, not in my life there were sources of sadness fear if you will you know um things came back in my life that were now sources of like joy and happiness and you know i started to identify the things that really uh made me happy and um tried to do those and keep in the vein of healthiness um and slowly but surely you know the weight kind of came off and um yeah so that, that's kind of how that happened as far as the weight coming off and then um my progression into fitness was basically, um, I started working with a trainer. His name was Phil, incredible guy. He was a private trainer. We did a lot of our workouts outside. Um, and with him, I probably got in the best shape of my life and, uh, until here recently, which I'm now in the best shape of my life. Um, but when I was kind of struggling, what I wanted to do with my career, I, you know, finished school. I got a degree in broadcast journalism. Um, I was writing for, for websites, for magazines. I was trying to sell real estate. Um, I was doing a lot of stuff and barely making it and not having any fun doing it. And I just like, I was getting burnt out. And my, uh, my client was like, go be a trainer. 
And at first, like I still had this mentality, like I'm not in good enough shape or I don't no, no way I can never do that. And uh, he basically opened my eyes and gave me kind of a wake up call. It's like, uh, you absolutely need to go do that. Um, so that being said, I uh, called up another one of my friends who I knew was a personal trainer, a girl named Mimi. You know Mimi. Mimi and Justin from 2-4. From absolutely. Um, yeah, so Mimi and I grew up together and uh, uh, yeah, went to middle school, high school, all that stuff together. And we uh, maintained a pretty good friendship uh, post high school and post college. And so I knew she was into health and fitness and was a trainer. So I called her up and got her advice. Um, she linked me up with a, this weekend seminar that was coming up where I just went and basically packed everything I needed to know to take a test in my head. I passed the test. I was a certified personal trainer. Um, and then I was like, okay, what's next? Uh, the type of person I am, I don't want to just kind of be bad at something or not very good and just barely know, you know, I'm smart. So I could probably pass any test if you crammed it, you know, 72 hours in my head um but i would i really wanted to know this stuff i really wanted to like it um, or uh, learn about this stuff so i could really help people and really kind of teach people um you know what, what the truth is so i went back to school uh, got a degree in exercise physiology uh, became an exercise physiologist and just started working through the process of first i owned my own little business going place to place people's houses parks um, and then I kind of graduated up to the, the, the box gym where you and I met, where I was able to kind of hone my craft around some incredible people. You know, while I didn't like working for the companies, the people were incredible. And I learned so much, um, made a connection there that ultimately transitioned to the job that I actually just resigned from, but which was a dream job as far as training goes um, in a place called Level 3 Fitness. Um, and now I'm here trying to start my own, you know, well, wellness movement and business based on everything that I've learned through my journey um, and I've developed some principles and that's kind of, that's the short version of it all. No, I, I love it. I love it. I mean, there's, there's so much information there, man. It's like, where do we even begin with all of that? Um, right. I know. <laughs> I, I felt no. like I was like, uh... no, no, no. I love it. I love it. Um, that, that day that you looked in the mirror, man, um, yeah. I, I'm sure that, there had been times before, you know, where you, where it's kind of in your head and you're, maybe you're putting it off and you just know you need to make that change. And what, what ultimately was that kicker, you know, because obviously we are so ingrained in one lifestyle. What was that? You know, did you just have that aha moment after you looked at yourself? What did you tell yourself then where it was just like, all right, I, I gotta, I gotta get off this road and get back on in another direction that just, you know, like I do, man, I mean, 90% of the people that try this fail. So to have somebody that's been that big, lose that amount of weight and still cruising with it, you know, 17 years, <laughs> there, there's, there's a big connection that needs to be made. Let, let's, let's kind of talk about that thought process at, at that point in your life. Yeah, for sure. We, we can try to talk about that. Um, so, you know, the best that I can remember, it's, it's not just like, it was not just what, why that one epiphany or why that one moment of not feeling good about myself, which ultimately is, is what it was, right? It was self-esteem. It was all this, all this dissonance that has been living inside me knowing was at least raised one way to do some things. I was definitely not doing those. So that was a, a huge thing. It's like, what am I doing with my family, my parents, all the lies. So I think that really started to catch up to me, uh, Psycholog psychologically and emotionally as well, which was creating I was just kind of a 
uh, a melting pot or a cauldron, I should say, that's bubbling, bubbling, and really starting to, to boil over. So I think that that um, part of it was huge because I, you know, like I said, I wasn't taught about nutrition and sport or, uh, and the importance of exercise other than, yeah, go, go play sports, kid, or whatever. Um, but it's definitely like in, uh, got some really good values instilled in me and like, you know, the right way to live and not lying to people and, you know, the importance of being honest, no matter what, like my parents did a really good job um, of that. I felt, and I just felt that that was one thing that I was like completely throwing out the window. And that was such a disrespect for all the great work and all the stuff, <laughs> sorry, almost swore all the stuff that, you know, they put up with me and ultimately took that and taught me. Um, so that actually created a big part of it. And somehow that also clicked to like, I think that was part of the manifestation. Like I said, um, I felt like the, the huge overweight part of it was the manifestation of how I was feeling inside. And I think one of the biggest causes of that feeling was the fact that I wasn't, you know, living up to the principles of life that like my parents taught me. Absolutely. Um, and and it kind of becomes this vicious circle, right? Of, wow, I really don't like the things that come with being fat either. It's hard to move. You're slow. You, you know, love life is suffering, um, self-confidence, all those kind of things, which only kind of perpetuate this, this circle of not feeling good about yourself. And, you know, to kind of come back to the question, I don't know that there was like this one, like it clicked right now because, um, you know, I had done things in the past where it's like, okay, let's try to lose weight. Or, you know, um, you know, let, let's read this self-help book and see how we can become more, more effective or more efficient or have more success, things like that. But at some point, and, you know, you kind of know with working with some clients too, there's, um, there's a point where you're not 100% sure why it clicked, but it clicked. And the, the only thing I can really think of is that my body, my mind, and my soul which that's really what I believe we are. Um, we're body, mind, and soul creatures, right? Just in this human experience. I think that they all kind of came to a to that melting point or that exploding point together, right? They'd all kind of reached that point of like, wow, you are really at this point, like you don't like anything about your, any of these things. And uh, I think maybe that is what it really like clicked in deep for me. Um, when, when all those, those three elements were just burning out of control the wrong way, or maybe they were smoldering and not burning at all, you know, however you want to look at it. But, uh, I think all three of those elements came together, realizing that I was, uh, you know, not doing the things I need to do in order to make that happen. So. No, I I love it, man. I love it. It's it, it. I guess we talk about it too, as trainers, you know, you, you got to, really figure out your why, you know, I mean, yeah. we, we can sit there all day and say, well, I need to lose weight. Why? <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, absolutely. To make, to make me feel better. Well, why? You know? And I, I think it's maybe all those whys finally build up, you know, at some point where you're like, Hey, I got to take a change. And you know, one thing I guess we know as trainers is, uh, that, that maybe the general public doesn't is this is one of those things in life where like it's actually really easy to accomplish it. If you put the effort in, it does work. It's, it's, it's almost a hundred percent success rate if you can put in the effort, but it's always the mind and the effort that seems to self-sabotage when it, when it comes to especially transformations like yourself that are, you know, radical changes. 
Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, first, I want to kind of address that why, as you were talking about. And it's interesting, later in life here, actually within the last year, I, I read and I, it's about this principle in it. It's called the five whys. Have you ever heard of the principle at all? I have. Okay. So I never heard of it until about a year ago. And I don't remember exactly where I read it off the top of my head, but it's in um, some of the reading I've been doing. And it was basically, the f- it's just that. Ask yourself why five times, right? I want to lose weight. Why? Um, well, I know that it's not healthy and I should be healthy. Okay. Why should you be healthy? Um, well, you know, I want to be able to live a long time. Why do you want to live a long time? Well, I have you know, brothers, sisters, grant, just keep digging, go four or five levels deep. And usually by that fourth, fifth level, you're getting to that true life. Why that is behind the what, right? Cause we have, we all have these what's, but we have to get to that. Why, like you said, and so a great technique I learned and um, you're familiar with, but is that five why's just keep asking yourself why and being honest when you answer that question. Um, and I think that that's, that's a, what's cool about that for me at least is because that became a technique where I can actually like, Hey, how do I get to my why? Ask yourself why five times. Right. Um, and that was really useful um, and, and helpful to, to, to me as, as far as, you know, getting to, to the why and then teaching that to, to some clients who I've, I've taught it to has had great success um, ultimately in the past. Um, so yeah, I wanted to touch on that. What, what was the second part of, of what you had mentioned? I, I totally forgot when I started talking about the why's. Just as far as, as that mindset, you know, getting that mindset where you just do your, do your thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and how in, in the fitness industry, you know, we know this as trainers, fitness has a pretty high success rate. It's, it, it really is a hundred percent if you just put in the effort. I mean, it's really not rocket science at the end of the well, day. And it, Absolutely. And you know what, that, that's actually what's, what's so crazy. And it, it really translates actually to so much in life is that it has, it's not rocket science. The stuff itself, you, you need very little skill to do, right? I mean, you, you need very little skill and you, you don't even need that much mental capacity. Let's be real. Like you don't have to be some special outstanding anomaly of a human being. It's literally stuff that everybody um, can do. The hard part, though, it's like anything, it's just it's the behavioral element of it, right? Um, and that behavioral element is, is the hard part to get the consistency and the, the, the will to really, I'm going to do it. I'm going to commit to a nutrition plan. I'm going to commit to an exercise plan. I'm going to commit to doing X, Y, and Z that I know is going to enrich my life and enhance my human experience. Um, and so, wow, you're right. It's not easy. But the reason people do fall off at such a higher rate is because the hard part is teaching that dedication, that discipline, that, you know, when, when you're wanting to constantly eat the bad things to not label them as bad, but to understand what their nutrition um, profile is and what that does to your, to your body and the way you live. That's just one example. But I think the hard part is to just do it, right? Just, just doing it. Um, and I think that one of the best ways that I have found um, success in people staying on is not just like, oh, here's this awesome exercise routine and some nutrition advice, but it's like, no, let's provide serious education about this. And as my um, career as a trainer and physiologist continued, I really started having great success when I focused less on, all right, here's the workout and the nutrition plan instead of 
Let me educate you about what, what good nutrition is. Let me educate you about what movement is and why you're moving and doing these movements. Um, and I find when you educate people, it makes them a think and they can apply those concepts to themselves. But ultimately, as they start to become more competent and understand things better, like anything, you become more empowered, right? You become more, more empowered when you know about something and you can practice something and practice it the correct way and get better at it. Um, so, you know, coming full circle when working with, a, uh, you know, um, as a coach or as a, a trainer in any capacity like that, I've really found that success comes from the actual empowerment, right? You helping to someone or helping someone empower themselves. Because I also believe that, you know, you can't, you, I can't empower you. I can only educate you, give you things, and you have to take those and apply them and empower yourself. Um, and as my career went on and as I continued to find more personal success in the things that I am doing, the things that I am continuing to change, um, that's where the money is, is how can you empower others or, you know what, how can you empower yourself ultimately too, or help others empower themselves and then you empower yourself. No, I, I, I love it, man. I love it. Um, you, you know, big question for you. All right. This is, uh, uh, oh. I got to go. Sorry. <laughs> These are some pet peeves of mine. Um, you know, we were talking before we came on here, man, we were hitting it on a little bit with it, You know, my very first episode of my podcast, I kind of went on, maybe it was my second. I went on a rant about YouTube and Instagram and how I feel it's just been one of the worst things that's happened to fitness. You know, we have, we have countless number of charlatans pitching these <laughs> insane ideas and crazy things out there to people. And sometimes I, I wonder I'm like, I, to myself, I'm just like, you know, if you are a person that really has no knowledge of fitness, you've gotten to a point where you need to make that change. It, it's pretty intimidating from the outside looking in, especially when, you know, where do you gravitate to what's right and what's wrong? You know, what are, as a trainer, you know, what what are some of the just telltale signs if you're if you're a I just want to say a person trying to make a transformation I don't want to use the term average person or just let's say general population yeah. person knows nothing about exercise right what are some things you watch out for you finally have decided that you want to get a trainer or let's say you fall in and you found one of these like online programs or online trainer you know what what are some of the things that you can do as, as kind of a client of these people to really know that they know what they're talking about or that they don't aside from certification, because I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm certified. I know people that have degrees and not everybody has the same level of knowledge depending on their education as well. <laughs> so yeah, sometimes on paper, absolutely. you know, the most credentialed people are the ones that are putting you in situations where more than anything, you could probably just get hurt and shouldn't be doing it in the first place. You know, where, yeah, where, yeah, where do you start with that from the outside looking in? All right. Um, first and foremost, as far as um, I'm on board with you hundred percent about all the basically, you know, it's basically articles and videos, right. That are the latest, greatest, everything in the world, fitness, nutrition, wellness. Um, what's interesting about, you know, the world we live in today, especially with all the online stuff is that, at the end of the day, they're simply tools, right? They're tools for how people are either A, kind of communicating a message, putting out a product, 
right? And it's also on the other side, it's a tool for how someone is, you know, receiving that message and uh, kind of, you know, consuming that product. Um, so what's the good and bad about that is you do have some really good people out there who are doing it the right way. Um, the bad part about it is that's not most of them, right? And all it takes is to go on whatever, you pick the social platform, type in what, fitness, wellness, how to get a nice butt, anything that you would want, right? And you're going to have someone pop up more than likely the sexiest person you've ever seen um, with very little clothes on showing you uh, the best exercises to get, you know, shredded this and then the best nutrition plan to uh, lose, to lose the, stub the stubborn love handles, um, you know, and unfortunately, and this gets into a whole nother big, big argument about vanity and, the, and the, the culture, right? And the messages that we're sending about what fit is and what fit isn't and what sexy and happy and all these different things are. Um, so without getting too deep into that, but we, we all know what that culture kind of is, right? Open up any magazine and, you know, that's what they're going to be promoting. And that's what the people are going to be trying to make their money on because they know that the average Joe and average, for lack of a better word, me, I fit in there, right? Us, just, just regular old Joe Schmoes who are trying to um, exercise and, and kind of learn this when they don't have the education and the experience someone like you or I have, they go, oh my God, this person's ripped. This must work. Like, okay, fair enough. So they follow their program or they buy their this or their, their, their Instagram that, right? And they see this 23-year-old athlete doing box jump, burpee, backflip, handstands, right? Calling it functional. Um, yeah. The next thing you know, they're at their house because, <laughs> you know, that they probably haven't got, got the, the gumption to go into the gym yet. Or if they had, they're not going to try that there. But they're trying some of the stuff in their house. No one's around. And, you know, what's the results? Injury, those type of things. So now the question is, how do you delineate, right, the, the good from the bad? Absolutely. Um, I, think, I, I think there's a couple of approaches to that. I think the first and foremost, like anything, do your due diligence, right? Um, Think, research, don't, don't just go to Yelp and pick the number one, talk to some people, right? People in your neighborhood, people who you know have had success and um, see who they are pointing out. Because um, often when people rave about someone, you know, and they're doing good things, and this is not a hard and fast rule, it's just a technique that we could potentially use. You know, this person has people who know, like, and trust them and are probably getting some good results. So you say, hey, maybe that's a way of potential and I can go talk to this person and see what they have to say, right? Um, and I, but I think the most important part is honestly to try to get yourself in front of a good professional. And that's, you know, that's where, it, where I believe it starts. And I don't mean that like you have to necessarily hire a personal trainer, but almost every single trainer I know or gym or whatever, um, they'll give you an hour of their time, right? To meet and to, to consult with. And at very least, you can have at least some idea of what you should or shouldn't be doing as far as the types of exercises or um, a route to go. But then that brings you back to how do you make sure that, you know, that you find a good one. And that's, that's just hard. There is, I don't think there is one specific, this is going to guarantee you, um, but it's, it's do your due diligence, do your research. Don't just settle for the first thing that comes up, right? Um, don't don't assume because someone's a trainer at a big box gym that they don't know what they're talking about, as well as don't assume someone who might be at a more private upscale thing does know what they're talking about. And definitely don't assume just because the piece of papers they have and the degrees and certifications that they have that they know what they're talking about. Interestingly enough, some of the people who 
I have had experience with it with that have the biggest, nicest piece of papers and the most letters behind their names, including MD, um, really turn out to not be very knowledgeable on a lot of stuff that, you know, that they are kind of talking about or that they think. And vice versa, I know people who have a bachelor's degree in whatever or just one certification and they're incredible. So it's hard. It, it's hard. And it's hard to delineate and find those filters, right, of what's good, um, what's not good. Um, and so I don't think there is any one answer other than really try to do your due diligence, talk to people, do your research. And then some of it might be trial and error, right? Um, if, you, if you think after your research and things you've done and your people you've talked to, you want to go try something, you know, try it out, see how it makes you feel. Um, if you're liking, you know, the movement and exercises and you're liking the, the you know, the, the nutrition plan that you put together and, you know, notice I didn't say the diet that you're on. Anyone who tries to get you to go on a diet, cut them out right away. Um, and, you know, go that way, see how it makes you feel. If you're getting results, if your body's feeling good, um, those are good things, right? <laughs> you know, when you're feeling good, if you're not getting injured, if you have more energy, um, if you're losing weight or hitting your goals, these are all benchmarks that you can say, Hey, I found something that works for me and stick on that because we also know that, you know, it's about what works for you, the individual and what works for Lennon or works for Eric, you know, might not work for, you know, Joan or, or whoever. Um, and so it's really important to do that. And then, um, you know, if you do decide to work with a coach or professional, um, I think that the, the relationship is very, very important. Um, there's a concept that I developed as a professional, um, and, it, and it, it became that the, the interaction is actually more important than the intervention, right? And it's the interaction is that is that connection that you have with that client on that day at that time. Um, and sometimes, and as you know, you come in and the 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 least beneficial thing you do that day is the exercise, right? That's, that's of least important to some people. Some people need to be there to talk to you. They need to be there to just get out of their house or any number of other reasons. Um, so to identify that, that, hey, this is about the human experience, not just about me teaching you exercise or me teaching you about what's healthy or not healthy to eat, but to embrace that, man, the interaction between the human, the intrapersonal, right, um, is incredibly important and cannot be underrated and when it is i think we see people suffer uh, and then they fall off they stop meeting with their coaches because their success fails and there's just not this connection so you know from the from the fitness professional standpoint and point of view i really try to focus very much on the interaction developing a bond and making sure that we were a good match um, throughout the process because i could be the best in the world at something but if for just some reason you know, I have a client and she and I don't mesh or he and I don't mesh or whatever it is. That's not an indictment on me. That's not an indictment on the client. Um, that's just finding out, you know, what works um, for someone. And that's the beautiful part about this. And that's the most organic and most important part about that, in my opinion, the personal. No, no, I agree, man. I, I have a lot of clients, you know, and, and every now and again, you get that one client from, from the other side, eh, you kind of realize it's not meshing, you know, they're on kind of yeah. one wavelength. You can't quite get there. I think uh, yeah. still a lot of people, you know, just starting out are real reluctant. I saw that in the big box gym a little bit more, but they were more reluctant to be there. You know, at, when you get that client that you knew the doctor was telling them they had to be there and they just hated you. Because man, you were a torture guy <laughs> for them. Yeah. So yep. you you know it it definitely is is all about getting on their level. 
you know, and I've always, I've always made the joke too. If you're, you know, like you said, if the personal trainer wants to put you on a diet, get rid of him. My, yeah. my kind of long run with that, especially where we're at with some of these, well, I, I call it circus training. We won't call out any specific modalities, but I call it circus yeah. training and it has a broad I, definition as, as functional, you know, right. but, but, but basically, you know, getting these coaches that don't concentrate on your movement quality first. I say, if they're not correcting you, it's also time mm -hmm. to move on. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. If they're not coaching you, then why are you paying them or why are you meeting with them? At the end of the day, you can call it whatever you want, personal training. Yeah, we're coaches, right? We're teachers. Hopefully, I, I kind of turned it to even I'm a teacher. And this is a pupil in the sense of not like I'm ahead of you, but my job is to try to educate you and prepare you. Um, so when it comes to the movement portion, as you said, you have to, you have to look at that. And that's one of the biggest things that trainers get themselves in trouble. And it's why if you ever notice, you know, I post stuff about wellness. Have you ever seen me post, this is a good exercise. I don't post exercises because what could be an awesome exercise for me could tear Judy's leg apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah, I agree. So. So I have a, I'm especially because I come from where I, where, what I've been doing the last three and a half years, I've been at a movement um, specific place in the sense that we do movement. We, we start at movement at the most fundamental levels and we do it at, um, based on the science of how movement happens, not only that, but functional anatomy, how the body actually really works when it's alive, right? And moving instead of when it's a cadaver and, oh yeah, the, the quad straight in the leg. Well, there's a lot more to it than that, right? We know that. Yeah. So, um, but you know, the point is we have to look at ourselves as, as teachers. And if on the other side, if you're a client and you don't feel like you're being educated, if you don't leave learning something other than, wow, I can, wow, I'm, I'm pretty strong today or wow, I push, I really pushed the limit. Then you know what? You might as well just be looking online at some random crap because that's all you're getting, right? There's a million and one people who could, give you the hardest workout in the world or, you know, a million and one people that could tell you eat vegetables or do this. But it's like, if you can't have a connection on a deeper level, you're legitimately tossing your money in the trash can, which is unfortunate because I fully believe that, uh, you know, what we do at the highest levels, it should be not in the category of, can I afford this? But in the category of absolutely necessary, the best investment I could ever make in the world. Right. I, I mean, obviously that's, where it should be. It's not there. Um, but if you can get somebody and they feel like they're just tossing their money away or, you know, they're not, they're not learning it and they don't have anyone paying attention to, is this actually what's right for you? Cause there's no such thing in my opinion, relatively bear with me on this, but as a good exercise or a bad exercise, right? Obviously we know we could think of some crazy crap, but in general, a squat is neither good or bad, right? There's a million kinds of squats. There's a million ways to load it. Uh, there's a million and one different people. So it really depends on what they got going on. Right. So to say, Hey, I know a good exercise for leg day, which that drives me crazy. Ultimately to leg day, arm day. What do you mean? I, today, I'm pretty sure I use every single muscle in my body a million times. Why are we just working? Why are we just training our legs today? You know, um, that's a, that's a whole, whole nother beef. Um, but exercise programming isn't done well. It's not done with any thought. It's done haphazardly and randomly based solely on, oh, this will make you tired or this will get your legs strong or the, you know, th this works your biceps or whatever. 
um, and it's done irresponsibly. And ultimately, one of the biggest reasons that people drop out, you and I know this, are basically uh, they get way too sore, way too fast, right? Can't deal with it, and they, they can't move. They're like, wow, I'm supposed to sit here learning how to move better, and I can't even sit down on the bathroom or go, go downstairs because it hurts so bad. And it's like, if you're exercising to the point where it hurts that bad, you, you have not done any good to your body. You're doing damage. That is legit pain and you have decreased function. Right. And so it's not obviously soreness is one thing, but you know what I'm talking about, that overt soreness where everything hurts so bad that you don't even move correctly. Yeah. Not, right? not good. Not, not, yeah, a good that, not a good impression yeah, the, that right out it, of the it, box. It, and, and if that's the goal of any trainer exercise session, then I would again say, what are you doing? Because that is causing harm to a body, right? The principle of overload we know is a beautiful thing, but we also know that some is good and more is not better, right? There's, a, the, the, there's an area in there where the overload is good and then it can go bad real fast. Absolutely. So, you know, those are things that I don't think a lot of people understand. Um, and it's also, it's super easy to get fitness certifications. Let's be real, right? If you have done any workout, you can find some place that'll get you a certificate that'll get you hired at some gym and you'll have, you'll be in front of some people. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's scary too. That's, that's a real scary thing. Um, but as far as like focusing on movement and just focusing on everything, it's like, man, are you breathing right? Right. What's your mental like before any client I ever work in part of our warm up is breath right? It's getting your mental right. It's feeling good. It's visualization. It's starting to get mobility. It's starting to increase the body temperature. It's waking up the nervous system. It's increasing the tissue health by hydrating it via touch, um, right? All these concepts that are so incredibly important to effective and efficient movement. And actually, when you learn about true strength and where it comes from in performance, breathing, nervous system uh, connectivity, mobility, tissue health, all that stuff has just as big, if not bigger um, component and strength and size of the muscle, right? And um, people don't really understand that a lot of the time. And these are really, really big things that I look like at. These are the foundations of any movement. You should know how to breathe. You should be able to connect to your nervous system. Um, you should understand, this is a huge thing for me, buddy, is joint prerequisite, right? What does it take? at the joints to do a front squat compared to a back squat, right? right. What are the ankles? How, how much dorsiflexion sh should an, a, an ankle have before you would load it with a front squat? You know what? There's not a lot of people who, who could answer that question, right? What does the hip do in the sagittal plane compared to the frontal plane during this movement? Can it handle a load there? And ultimately, right, we have to be able to put that right amount of load into the tissue. Otherwise, we injure it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And that's, I, I think that right there is, is maybe just what I kind of think is wrong with the fitness industry is because there's a lot of people out there preaching a message that actually have no idea when it comes down to the specifics themselves teaching other people, you know, uh. it's, it, it's, it's a crazy wild west down there, but we're, we're going to save that for another show. <laughs> no, we, we, we could probably have a hundred shows about yeah about yeah we'll go into that, that one and, and that's what we might have to do we'll have to just start up a, a ranting friday about you know the latest things that we've seen because it's a pretty pretty crazy world out there i mean dude, there's times i go to some uh you know big gyms and i see trainers working with people and i have like this like dissonance this like guilt that's building up inside of me like i i feel like i should need to go stop this <laughs> yeah 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 you know this is this is a travesty what is going on here is dangerous it's like at what point does my moral compass kick in and be like i'm sorry i can't let you do that to this guy or this poor girl no no i i <laughs> definitely agree man 
Um, so I guess that brings us kind of, you know, to, to present day. What, what are you yes. up to these days? And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what LifeCast is? Yeah, awesome. Um, so here recently, I just resigned from my position as an exercise physiologist at um, the incredible place I worked, Level 3 Fitness, to pursue LifeCast. Um, LifeCast is kind of a, a culmination of my journey, if you will. Um, it, uh, I'll kind of tell you about the name LifeCast. Um, obviously, the life, you know, we're going to be talking about real life stuff. Um, I spelled it L-Y-F-E as an acronym also for light your fire eternally um, because that's what I'm going to kind of try, try to do with it is um, teach people how to light that inner fire, right? Find their whys, connect with their body, mind, and soul. Um, I'm basing it off what I call the three flames, which are the body, mind, and soul. And I've just developed a series of nine principles that I'm going to kind of teach um, and, you know, um, help people incorporate into their lives. I'm going to do that via broadcasting. Uh, my first degree is in broadcast journalism and with the way stuff is now, people are going less and less to brick and mortars and they're finding more and more of their resources online. Um, I find online there's so much crap out there that, um, you know, hopefully I can put in a, a breath of, of something good, something that's very science-based. Um, but my whole goal with it is to enhance the human experience. And we're going to use broadcasting um, content to do that. We have websites, YouTubes, um, IG, Facebook. All, um, all that stuff, and we're going to be putting content on all of those. 99% um, of it would be broadcast, right, video, good stuff. Um, I'm going to run a podcast that's called LifeCast, in which um, I have different people. I'm going to try to get it every week, but um, we'll see kind of how that goes. But I'm going to have different people from um, around the community from a number of different fields, right? It could be life coaches, trainers, uh, dietitians, real estate agents, whatever, right, to talk about some of the things that um, – that the people want to talk about. And I guess that's the, the biggest, the most important part. It's, it's not about like me. If I just get up there and ramble about my life, yeah, that's entertaining for a couple of moments or whatever. But the biggest thing is I want this driven by the people and to make it um, a community and from a community to a neighborhood and then to a, a, you know, a county and a city and a state and whatever. I want to create, create, truly create a movement um, where I can teach people um, what I consider the, the most important principles of how to live your best life. And um, what I really tried to do in designing this system um, is in kind of designing these principles is to make sure that they're liquid, that they're malleable, right? Um, they're not rules. There's nothing set in stone about them. Um, I'm not even an expert on them necessarily, right? I've just learned from some of the best people, um, both personally and then just through, you know, the other resources out there reading, um, different um, other forms of education that uh, I've what I feel picked the, the very very best from you know those trees and started to kind of make my own little uh, fruit basket or my own little program here and I really um, have found great benefit in it um, and so the idea is to kind of like I said teach the principles and then hopefully empower people to take those principles and apply it somewhere in their life I mean, what's super great, at least I think, and I, I, I'm hoping that it, you know, it, it, it goes as smoothly is that they all really build off one another. And soon you realize that you're, you're actually doing all of these at the same time, right? It's not, I'm working on one, I'm working on another. It starts there, but then you realize how inter, interconnected and how intertwined they are. And that ties right back into the interconnectedness and the intertwined of the body, mind, and soul. And I feel like once these principles are in, enacted, um, each of those flames, the body, the mind, and the soul, they really start burning, being strong. And then as they kind of come together to create that, that inferno, 
Um, you know, that big fire, that's that fire inside you that's raging, you know, that's raging that whatever you want to do, succeed and you get to pick it, you get to determine it. it's your rules, um, you're conscious and you hopefully can understand that literally, if you want to move to Costa Rica, train and have a podcast and live the Pura Vida life, you can, right? It's possible, um, man. Everything's possible. Exactly. And so that's the whole idea is because I think people, we're all doing the best we can with the tools we have and we don't all have the tools, obviously. And part of the process of the human experience is to gain those tools. And if I could throw another tool or, uh, you know, two in someone's tool belt to help them um, just deal with what is the human experience and hopefully, um, you know, learn and appreciate how to deal with emotions and just everything that comes um, with being a human being. Um, you know, I feel like that's my calling. I feel like that um, that is where I can make a huge difference in the world. And then ultimately what I really want is for whoever watches this and listens to your podcast or watches mine or whatever to say, Hey neighbor, check out these awesome things. Check out what they're talking about on the fitness Vita podcast, right? Go check out what LifeCast has going on because these guys are doing a real deal. And that's what kind of comes back to what we talked about earlier. It's like, try to, you know, as people who are real deal, um, we got to work our butts off too, to get our message out there and to silence the crap. So, you know, there's, there's the onus on us too, to get out there and empower and educate um, our community so they can then expand um, into their neighbors and to their friends and the people they know, like, and trust. So we can have more and more people getting content from people like you and I, um, you know, and as you know, there's, there's a lot of people doing great stuff out there. If you look, there's some incredible stuff going on online. Go look on Instagram, uh, YouTube, any of these places, there's great stuff being put out there. But, you know, for every awesome thing, there's 10 crap. That, you know, and how, how does the untrained person find it? So we have an onus too to get people out there to fall in love with what we do to really embrace it and then spread that message and bring them on board. And then, you know, things like what you do and what I do, how easily and seamless can they mesh and we can bring communities and worlds together um, of people doing things the right way. So that's kind of the ultimate goal with, with the whole entire thing is just to spread the message that, you know, there's ways that we can live the life we want, happiness and, uh, uh, those kind of things, but it just takes some work and it takes changing some behaviors and hopefully can offer some perspective on kind of some of that stuff. No, I, I love it, man. And uh, for everybody listening, I'll go ahead and drop some links to uh, Lennon's life cast. You obviously yeah, don't know how great. to get to the uh, fitness Vita cast. So no, it's, it's good stuff, man. This has been super cool talking to you. Now, um, before we kind of wrap this up, I ask everybody the same question at the end, everybody that we have on the show. Uh-oh, uh-oh. We're, we're trying to have some people with, with some knowledge come on here and drop some real live knowledge rather than okay. promises that tend to go around here. So what are your top three pieces of advice that you can give to somebody just getting into fitness, you know, I, I see a lot of athletes that are athletes, but they've never been into fitness. Surprisingly, we see people that need to lose weight. We see people that just want to be weekend warriors. What, what are your top three tips for everybody getting into, uh, help them, you know, really not only reach their goals, but stay focused while they're trying to reach their goals. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, there's a few things, obviously, like identifying your why that we talked about, right? Um, that's going to be a, a really important thing to kind of get deep down there because we know that why is really deeply rooted in psychology, right? And uh, just 
the whole, the whole, the whole kind of way that we're programmed and, and kind of brought up. But instead of kind of going there, I would think a couple of things that I'm going to answer maybe, maybe a little bit outside the box. Um, because I feel like you might get a lot of the, the same answers as far as like find your why and, you know, get some motivation or whatever, um, which is all good, but I have a feeling that we might get a little, uh, some of that. So the first thing I'm going to say is find doing something active, whether it's a style of working out or um, a physical hobby, a sport, whatever, something that is active that you really enjoy doing. Um, and the reason for that, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but humans tend to do the things they like to do more often than the things they don't like. Oh yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. Right. So to be able to find something and like for me, for example, I pretty much despise lifting weights and working out. I do it because I do know it's good for me, but I also know there's a lot more ways that I can get in the exercise that I want to get in doing the things I still need to do to live my life, how I want to live it. And I don't have to spend five days in a gym pumping iron, right? So I uh, play Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I play basketball. Um, and then I walk like a madman with my dog, without my dogs. Um, and those are three things that I enjoy tremendously. I want to do them. I wish I could do them every day all the time. Um, I, I crave doing those three things. And so that makes it really easy to get, you know, at least a few bouts of exercise in right there without having to do anything except for have fun. Um, so that's number one, find a couple of things that you like to do that are active preferably and start doing those. And that, you know, that, uh, takes the onus away from some of the more intimidating things like learning how to lift weights and picking up big, heavy stuff and what a gym looks like and all, all those kind of things that as you and I know are, you know, um, obstacles for people. You walk into a huge gym and you're like, Oh crap, there's a lot of stuff here. What do I do? You know what I mean? Yeah. And for a lot of people, they burn out because they're on this six week program and it is so disciplined and so dedicated and blah, 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 blah. And they're perfect. And all of a sudden it's just like the bottom falls out. So I guess the next thing I would say is don't be, don't be obsessed with it to the point of like you're on a very specific thing and it's rigid right? We can't have rigidity. Maybe that's the best way to say it. Don't be obsessed with rigidity in your programming. Um, and I think that allows for more variables like finding things that are fun. Also that not getting hurt people who do the exact same thing all the time, all of a sudden they get really good at those couple things. And then when they have to do something that's not that they can get hurt. Right? So, you know, finding that ability to realize that like, there's a lot of ways that we can accomplish what we want to accomplish exercise wise. Um, and it doesn't have to be this super duper, <coughs> excuse me, rigid thing, right? It needs to be disciplined and dedicated, but it doesn't have to be rigid. So put fluidity in your whole wellness routine. So that would, that would probably be the second. And then, um, the third one, honestly, man, I, and it is literally the hardest part, but the easiest part. It's just like, it's do it. The hardest part about all the stuff is doing it. And you just have to, when you say, I don't want to go do it. Right. If it's the walk, go do it. If it's, you can have something fun. You don't have to tell yourself that, oh, go do this. But it, it, it's, it comes down to taking the initiative of being an active participant in the whole process. Right. Cause you have to be an active participant. You can't just go on this ride. And then what happens when the ride's over? Well, you get off, you've, you know, put back on the 15 pounds you lost plus 10 more plus, you have no energy and X, Y, Z, as we always say. So you have to be this active 
participant. And the first part of that is like getting up and just doing it. And it's, I mean, it's, it's not rocket science, but it's also really, really hard to do. And it's a, it's a skill that's learned and acquired. Um, and that's where that active part, part about it is. And that's why I think also, you know, meeting with a coach, a good coach can really help people keep, get keeping that initiative to just get up and like do it. Um, those would be probably the three things that I would kind of look at maybe a little more, um, you know, other than your, your normal things. I don't know. That's kind of what I like to look at that way. No, fluidity, no. fluidity, um, you know, have fun and then just, just do, just do it. You know, and you never know, like, for example, when I just started doing jujitsu a few months ago, um, it's become one of the most, the best things I've ever done in my entire life. And the only reason I never did it before is because I literally just never did it. I, it was so easy. I went online, got a, a free session, went in, did the free session, had a blast. Like it was that easy, that simple step of like, huh, I wanted to try this. Go try it. And you never know. You might find something that you freaking love. Right. Yeah. And I did. And uh, so there's something to be said about that. No, that's, that, that's, yeah. It, <coughs> Excuse me. I, I always, uh, I use the example. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Well, the first half of the movie, at least, but there's that old Jim Carrey movie. Yes, man where uh -huh, yeah. he, he was just that guy. Yeah, they didn't picture him as being lazy and obese in the movie, but he really was. He just went home after work and that's all he did. And then all right. of a sudden, he just started saying yes. And he just started doing things. And yeah. his life just kind of turned upside down. And that's, that's really what we got to do with fitness is, yeah, man, I, I, I couldn't agree with that, that last one anymore. You know, it really is. I mean, it, it, in the general scheme of things, I would much rather go and physically have fun than go to the gym. I mean, this is my lifestyle, but I don't spend really right. that much time pumping weights all day, every yeah. day. You know, it's, it's just not fun. But, you know, you can be smart about your workouts. And then, yeah, it's, I, I call it the recreational factor. Go out, find yeah. something you like, and just do it a lot. <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah, what and, it is. Just go move. And, you know, for, for, for some people, I know a lot of people who love the gym. Like, they just love going. They love picking the weights up. They love the environment. If you love it, awesome. Spend time at the gym, right? Don't, yeah, if, totally. If you, love that, if you love that, but you don't particularly like playing basketball, well, I wouldn't rely on basketball as your main form of exercise. When you really love to lift weights, go lift weights. You know, yeah. like, enjoy it. And that's the most important part because, honestly – there's a lot of science behind the different kind of programming and all this stuff. We know that and you can get super technical, but the most important part is find things that you can do that are active that will make you strong and happy that you can do for as long as possible. Yes. Right. You'll live a, you'll live a great life, you know, um, as far as from an activity level, if you just find things to be active and go do them, like it's unbelievable what the, what the science says about that period not that you have to do a circuit training crossfit this much time here have to play bad it's just like find stuff that is active that get your butt and do it and that exponentially increases not only like the physiology inside everything in your body but just the enjoyment of doing stuff you like that's active your body responds so incredibly well because it is absolutely 100 percent designed to move it, that is why why we are the way we are. It's why we stand. It's why our joints do what they do. Why our tissues, why our nervous system is because we have got to move. So people just need to get their butts up at the end of the day. Find movements that they like to do and do those freaking things. Do it. Oh, I love it. Lennon, good stuff, my friend. 
Uh, everybody yes, was my pleasure. You, you know, we went real deep on this one. Nothing less than what I expected, man. It's been super awesome. And uh, for those of you who want to check out more on Lennon, go ahead and check the show notes. Uh, go check him out. Good buddy of mine comes highly recommended. Lennon, thanks for your time today, my friend. Brother, this was a this was a pleasure. Um, I, I'm like I said, I was I was try, trying to get on here for a while and it never worked out. But I'm super grateful, honestly, for the opportunity. Man, that was a, uh, you gave me a great gift today to be able to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the right stuff. And uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate what you're doing, and I just appreciate that we've been able to keep a friendship now for four or five years. And uh, hopefully, we can kind of you know keep going. And uh, best believe when I'm in Costa Rica, I'm coming. You gotta teach me how to surf, bro. Hey, my brother, pura vida. Pura vida, my man. Be well. Love to your family. And uh, we'll talk soon. Ciao. And that wraps up another edition of the Fitness Vita podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed creating this for you. Make sure to subscribe and like the show on the major podcast hubs, including iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. Please check back on Friday for another edition of my Friday Fitness Quick Tip Series. Until then... Pura Vida.